Hello, everyone. Quick note at the front here. Uh, we have Shema back uh, on this episode for the first time since the first episode of the show. Uh, unfortunately, and somewhat hilariously, we lost the first 10 or so minutes of audio from her file, though, uh, which was me asking her about her experience reading <laughs> One Piece up to this point without us, mostly. Um, because we had tried a couple times to get her back on, but schedule just never really worked out until now. So she, she'll she be on this episode, uh, but she will join the conversation somewhat abruptly. So just so you're aware, that's what happened. I had to unfortunately edit around the opening of the show a little bit to keep things running smoothly. So that's what's going on there. Uh, enjoy the show. Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece Book Club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and I'm getting over a head cold. So I sound a lot worse than I feel right now. Just a heads up. Sorry to hear that. For posterity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting over it. Do you have the, the NyQuil NyQuil fruit? Sadly, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, Just a lot sticks. of Gatorade. Uh, my Nakama joining me this week are Matt. Don't you worry. You're a ship that's flown in the sky. Jason. Don't worry. I used the back of the blade. Laura. You don't even know, Robin! Melissa. Just sitting here thinking is a waste of time. <laughs> Dave. Whatever happens, remember that this is a mission for justice. Theo. I came because I wanted to know the real story. And returning from the depths of the sea is Shema. <clears throat> uh, I'm glad that you're back because this is going to be our last recording for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are bookending the year with Shema. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was beautiful. How, how, how did you do that? I'll teach you later. <laughs> uh, every week on this show, we read and discuss one volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week, we'll be reading volume 36 which is entitled The Ninth Justice. Mm. Uh, but before we get started, I have a question for you all that is unrelated to any of the events of the manga this week. I just figured I'd change it up a bit. Like, sure, yeah, like, yeah. like all your mm-hmm. questions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is our, as a podcast, our top ten anime betrayals list? Mm. Oh my lord. Mm. Ooh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's only eight of us here. Though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Top eight anime-ish betrayals. <laughs> um, number fifteen. <laughs> number fifteen will surprise because it shouldn't be on this list because there's only eight of us. Uh, the title was a betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> Meta. Meta list. That, so that covers that, one already. I'm all about that. That kind all of right. shit. Now we got it. I'll open up with um, anything and everything done by Revolver Ocelot in the Metal Gear Solid franchise. <laughs> yeah, you know, your, your, your top ten top ten betrayal just is Ocelot, period. Is Ocelot. 
because he's any action taken by Revolver. Any action he's taking, he's double crossing one party and then triple crossing a third party you don't even know about until after the credits roll and you hear a phone call. You You didn't know they existed, but he did double cross them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he he's taking. It's like, oh, I'm, I was never on your side to begin with. I was actually on this. Th- just kidding, though. I I to the point where he had like convinced himself with like hypnosis and implants and nanomachines right. that that he was a different guy. <laughs> he just is in a state of never being on your side, but always being on your side, but you never he's knowing so, that he's so. He's, he's so in love with betrayals that he betrays himself. Oh, <laughs> he play, he plays himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ocelots are proud creatures. <laughs> All, right. All I know is that scene. <laughs> Spins gun stylishly. <laughs> My single favorite piece of Metal Gear trivia is not actually in any of the Metal Gear games. It's that on the Metal Gear Solid wiki... Um, there is a page for the cult single action army, which is Ocelot's favorite <laughs> handgun. Uh, he loves but that it, gun. But it has nothing to do with Metal Gear. It's just a page about the cult single action army. It's like a regular Wikipedia <laughs> That's pretty page. Cool. Yeah. But That's it's awesome. not. But it's not a link to a Wikipedia page. It's actually a Metal Gear oh. page. And, it's, and I'm just like, okay, Ocelot wrote this page, right? He did. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. That's In cute. Universe. I like that. My favorite betrayal narratively is um, just staying on brand <laughs> in the live action Sailor Moon there is an arc where Sailor Mercury turns evil oh, no. it is <gasps> amazing oh my goodness I expected nothing less Melissa not yeah, Sailor yeah. Mercury oh yeah oh. and it's it's brilliant because she feels betrayed <gasps> because oh. Usagi has other friends oh I guess. no oh my goodness <laughs> oh no well that's not allowed no, well, because she hasn't had friends before. She doesn't really know how to have how friends. How you do friends. Yeah, and so she had a friend, and then now her friend has other friends. And wait, but what about me? You were my friend, I, I and now I, I'm evil and super cool and have a sword. I, I think we all kind of get that, to be honest. At least, least yeah, that's, a little that's bit. relatable. Wish I had yeah. a sword. That was um, <laughs> And my friends would never betray me. <laughs> <laughs> Give Tyler a sword. <laughs> oh no! That was a kind of similar motivation to to the betrayal of my favorite, mm-hmm. which is um, Griffith betraying the band of hawks, betraying the planet Earth, berserk. <laughs> <laughs> All because his boyfriend left, <laughs> and he's stronger than him. No, but um, <laughs> no, I think that's it. That's I mean, yeah, to an extent. Don't don't don't. You know, don't hesitate on that. It is very no, but, petty. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But um, also very um, romantic and poetic. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, very bittersweet, especially now that Miora has passed. I'm sure that's... <laughs> very tragic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a great mm-hmm. comfort to all the billions who died. <laughs> <laughs> they get to be part of this great tragedy. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but yes, indeed. They get to they get to rest easily on the hand of God. <laughs> but Yeah, but yes, indeed. Pour one out. Mm-hmm. Rip for the homie. <laughs> well, definitely one of my biggest betrayals has haunted me for like 
over a decade now, because it's been oh a decade, <laughs> is freaking Panty and Stocking how it ended. Like, <laughs> yep. how did Stocking become the villain? I don't understand. And Gynex <laughs> refuses to explain. Gynex, yeah. explain. Please. In the, <laughs> Please explain. In the last, is, like, not even minute, like, the last 30, 30 seconds, seconds of the of the anime. Yeah. God, no. I... The true mission statement of this podcast has become clear. To to this day, that has got to be the worst Gynax ending in history. Like, without question, that's the worst one. Like Worst with an asterisk, the asterisk being best. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. Speaking of, mm-hmm. if I could go next. Yeah. Yeah, uh, top ten anime betrayals for me is uh, season two of The Promised Neverland. No one does anything particularly betrayed. That season just sucks, so I felt betrayed personally that it was a show. Okay. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of meta in this. The anime, the anime betrayed the manga. That's the what anime, happened. Yeah, that is exactly what it there's is. A, it, there's a yeah. lot of meta in this episode, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my answer. And it, it's done in such a way that it almost feels intentional. That they wanted to like sabotage the, it. Yeah, like no, season I think one it was. was so good. Season one was incredible. so faithful. Then, mm-hmm. <laughs> then season two I'm comes around mad. and cuts out an entire story arc. I've been told I'm not going to like season two of Beastars because my favorite character is unlikable. And now I can't watch Beastars anymore. I'm sad. <laughs> oh, but no. I'll probably still try to watch it. <laughs> Uh, my top anime betrayal comes from the history of philosophy. <laughs> mm. oh. So, uh, you may be familiar with one Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Oh boy. Of course. Uh, a lot of political philosophy. Uh, he wrote this book called Emile, or On Education, which is this huge book that's divided into five books that's basically all about like how to bring up a child and educate it to be a human being. And it like centers this little little guy named Emil who like grows up from being a baby to a young man, and it's about education and pedagogy and the nature of of man. Um, and I remember reading through this and thinking like, oh, this this guy must have like worked with a lot of kids and thought a lot of stuff. <laughs> I find out reading Rousseau's Confessions, a he thought that the book Emil was his most important and best work, but b find out that let me pull up the article. So he had this lover named Therese Levasseur, and she they had like one to five kids, at least one up to, uh, no, up to four. And he convinced her to, instead of raising the children, give them up to an orphanage. Oh my god. Oh, wow. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he, he is, yes, an expert on education and how to bring up children. For other people. I don't, I don't wow. know if this would count. Yeah. Huh. I, I think you won. Yeah. I, I, it, I just thought of something from history. I don't know if I would consider it an anime betrayal or more like a third act twist retroactively. <laughs> but uh, top ten anime, anime betrayal, uh, finding out that the inventor of yummy cereals I ate as a kid turned out he wanted to... <laughs> turned out Mr. Kellogg wanted to... Uh, Find a solution for chronic masturbation, which he believed was caused by a meat-heavy diet. What? Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the history behind Kellogg's cereal and all that. So, so he was the huh? fir- he was the fir- like he was the founder of R. Nofap. Is that what I'm hearing? Here? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> the he would, he the original the month of November. R.A.P. John Kellogg said, "No nut November, please. No nut forever. <laughs> <laughs> no nut, but honey nut. This is a great one. I <laughs> hate it here, Tyler. I'm gonna make it. I'm, I'm gonna make it an even better One Piece podcast with uh, with mine with blackjack uh, and hookers. Yeah, it, it's this is this is. I don't know. I think Theo has the best one, but I think mine is the weirdest one. Uh, I listen to a." a political podcast which is just all about like the super like nitty-gritty details of like policy and how it's made because like that's the only kind of stuff related to politics i could pay attention to now that isn't horribly depressing um Mm -hmm. and they traditionally use a lot of they rely heavily on swedish administrative data because (laughs) apparently the swedish government take keeps exceptionally like broad and in-depth and very accurate records um and then after doing this helpful yeah and then after doing this for a super long time uh they suddenly had to like there was like a big scandal and they had to reconsider a whole bunch of their research because it turned out the swedish administrative data was wrong (laughs) and when that when i found that out i just immediately thought holy shit top 10 anime betrayals (laughs) <laughs> Sweden, how could you? Yeah. It's an outrage. Sweden betrayed us. Oh, quick, quick correction for for mm-hmm. my for my Kellogg aside, which was fixed by like two seconds of Wikipedia research. The cornflakes were actually invented by his brother, uh, Will Keith Kellogg. Mm. Uh, right. Largely, largely for like, I believe he uh, he wanted like something that was easy to digest just because his brother John Harvey Kellogg was like running the big sanitarium in Battle Creek, Michigan. That's uh that's that's why. Well, there's a number of reasons. Uh, <laughs> John Harvey Kellogg is a, is a weird guy and in a bad way as well. So <laughs> yeah. don't don't go too deep down the wiki rabbit hole unless you're ready for bummers. <laughs> Just another example of why you should never meet your heroes. <laughs> I would I wouldn't consider <laughs> Mr. Kellogg to be anyone's hero. <laughs> I'm not dying on a cornflake hill today or any day. <laughs> and my answer is Stinky Pete from Toy Story 2. Oh, that's very good. Wow, you're <laughs> such a scumbag. That's very strong. I will strong. never forgive that disgusting prospector <laughs> for his crimes. He was horrible. He des- he deserved to be jammed into that whatever Barbie backpack that was going to like Kansas or oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure he's happier now. All the Toy Story movies are terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they eat all of them have a very eerie dire situation prison break arc that you don't see in any other real Pixar movie except maybe Finding Nemo, but like yeah. even then they're just scarier. Uh, how about we read some One Piece? Yeah, that sounds let's, good. Let's, that sounds good. Hey. Let's do that. <laughs> as long as there's no betrayals. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I mean, the very nature of betrayal is that you never see it coming, Melissa. So That's true. We can't okay. really predict That's them. Fair. I'm curious if any of you did. Uh, I'll start with the author's note. Uh, Ichiro Oda writes, in the year 2005, uh, I turned 30 this year. What's more, I got married last year. There are days when I worry that I still do nothing but draw manga, and I wonder if I should be a bit more serious about life. But I'm healthy, and that's the important thing. Volume 36 begins now. 
Alright. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I like that mindset. Yeah. Uh, in the last volume, Luffy's ship, the Going Merry, has taken a beating during the crew's adventures on Sky Island. To get it repaired, <laughs> we just skip over Long Ring, Long Land. Oh. <laughs> <As we laughs> so much disrespect we to Long Ring, Long Land. Even Viz agrees with me. <laughs> uh, to get it repaired. This is a strong- betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get it repaired, the Straw Hats oh, head to the Metropolis Water 7, home to the world's best shipwrights. Using the gold from Sky Island, they hire the island's biggest shipbuilding outfit, the Gali Law Company, but they soon discover that the ship's keel is damaged beyond repair. The news troubles Luffy, but then as captain, he makes a shocking decision. The crew will part with the Going Merry and find a new ship. Furious, Usopp resigns and leaves the crew. On top of that, Nico Robin is linked to a failed attempt to kill Mayor Iceberg, and suspicions fall on the crew. Robin then disappears after hearing the mysterious name CP9. Then Frankie shows up and declares war on the Straw Hats for destroying his hideout. The Galley Law Company joins in, too, to catch the criminal behind the attack on Mayor Iceberg. Is this the start of a three-way battle? I love in that in that recap. It's like dire emotional straits, and then this fucking guy shows up. <laughs> and then up. fucking Frank shows up. <laughs> and he's, did the, wait a minute. Did, did you did the did, did you know he's a robot? I was about to say, did the did that get <laughs> skip over that he's a fucking cyborg? <laughs> no mention was made. Oh my god. I was like, holy shit! What? Yeah, as, 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 that was everyone's response. <laughs> uh, let's check in with Gadatsu. <laughs> Yet again. Oh right. We are going. we are almost done checking in with Gadatsu, but not quite yet. <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, Gadatsu, Goro, and the Mole surface in a familiar location, and they meet a, m- a familiar face. It's that guy, yeah. the leader of the Sand Sand Band, <laughs> the main man, Koza. Uh, it turns out that Goro is the brother of Toto and the uncle of Koza from Alabasta. Oh, uh, Toto, Koza, and Karu return with them to inspect their new hot spring, and when they get back, they find that the forest boss has already completed construction on some bathhouses. Nice. Nice. <laughs> the mole finishes a tunnel from Alabasta directly to the hot springs for the citizenry, and Pincers, the crab mover, opens a bus service to ferry people along the undersea tunnel. Uh, Princess Vivi and her entourage and a ghost... Pay the hot springs a visit. <laughs> yeah, every time I'm like, who's that? Who's that Hell the Falcon cosplayer bathing in the hot springs? Maybe Vivi missed him so much that she hired an impersonator to just follow them around all the time, so she doesn't, she doesn't have to admit mm-hmm. that he's dead. That is, it's his long lost twin brother. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard today, David. Yeah, and, and yet we have to accept it. We have no choice. Mm. Yeah. It's the saddest, therefore it's true. We get some glimpses of all of our friends from Alabasta enjoying the hot springs. And Gadatsu stands proudly at the front desk of his new office. Usually facing the wrong way. And that is where we leave him for now. For him. Can I make a shameful confession? Please. Uh, Gadatsu has grown on me. I think I actually kind of like him. Over the course of this cover story? Yeah. I'm counting this as More than the betrayal. actual fiction that he was part but, of. But, well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. The problem with Gadatsu is just that he's introduced in the main plot first. Like, yeah. he's not a main plot character. He's a side character. 
Absolutely. And when he exists in this context <laughs> where we don't have to... And you know what? You know, Actually, you know what the most important part of this is? There's no dialogue, so we never have to listen to him say Swamp Burger. <laughs> like, once that's removed and we don't have to, like, care about stakes in the plot with him on the screen, like, you know, bringing the, the average down, uh, I actually think... Much more tolerable. I actually think he's very funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with Gadatsu. Uh, I had a revelation this week hmm. reading this. I think that I now know why this cover story will eventually someday be important to the narrative, the larger narrative. Oh my lord. Really? Oh. Because of the construction of this fucking tunnel. Oh my yeah. god, I see. How did, what are the logistics for that? Because this week in the volume, we learn what the Pluton is. Yes. To an extent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we know of its destructive power. So if ever they needed to evacuate Alabasta, they now have a means to do so. Oh. I see. So hmm. And that might be relevant in the future. Mm. A nice little hot spring bath. Thanks, Gadatsu. <laughs> Thanks, Gadatsu. <laughs> Thanks, Sky Boss of the Blue Sea. <laughs> Sky Boss of our hearts. <laughs> My heart, anyway. <laughs> uh, returning to Water 7, the shipwrights stare down Luffy and Frankie, and Nami erroneously assumes that they'll be on the, the side of the Straw Hats. You know what they say about assume. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Frankie's upset that they would interrupt his fight, but they don't have time to deal with him, as they have very pressing business with Straw Hat Luffy. <laughs> Frankie's like, I'm trying to beat up this kid, and they're like, we're trying to beat up this kid. <laughs> uh, Polly lassos a rope around Luffy's neck and yanks him away. I love what Frankie says finding out that the Straw Hat gang has angered the Gali Law Company. He says, you must be at that awkward age where you hurt everything you touch. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, each shipwright takes a crack at Luffy, while Frankie complains that no one is listening to him. <laughs> uh, after some fighting, they eventually explain to Luffy what it is they're mad about, that Nico Robin is responsible for Iceberg's attempted murder. Luffy outright refuses to believe what he's hearing saying that they don't even know Robin, so how can they make up lies about her? He also just refuses to fight them. Yes. Because he doesn't. He just doesn't accept the legitimacy of any of this. Mm-hmm. Right. The bystanding citizens of the fight grab Nami when they hear that the Straw Hats are responsible, and Polly declares that they're going to kill every Straw Hat pirate. Ugh. And as this, as this news spreads around town, we see a glimpse of Nico Robin calmly reading the newspaper. Rousing the Sunday funnies. <laughs> the all Sunday funnies. Oh, <laughs> what Garfield's up to. What's Nico Robin's favorite Garfield comic? I was oh literally God. about to say that she reads Garfield. And she <laughs> definitely reads Garfield. <laughs> she relates. Her favorite. It's, it's, a, it's a twist because her favorite funny comic is Marmaduke because that dog's just so big. <laughs> Who was Miss Monday? Was there a Miss Monday? Yeah, that was the big nun at Whiskey mm-hmm. Peak. Oh, big buff lady. Oh well, I mean, well, no, it would be terrible to hate Mondays. Then that's that would be intolerable. <laughs> yeah, like Garfield is a villain in this world. Sorry. <laughs> in this world, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, outside of the going merry, Sanji and Chopper shout a conversation at one another about the approaching storm, Aqua Laguna. Loud enough that Usopp can hear them and hopefully make uh, safety preparations. 
Aww, this has got to be so sweet. the best version of exposition dump I've ever seen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's explicitly for the sake of a character in story. Yeah. It's also just a good... <laughs> It's just a good set of panels in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just them, like, peeking over at Usopp after they finish to see if he hurts. It's a disaster! We can't just stand here! We have to hurry and evacuate to higher ground! I know! Let's evacuate quickly! Evacuate! <laughs> Evacuation is a good idea. I, I do have a logistical question, though. If you're, yeah. if you're in a vessel what floats, I mean, do you have to worry about getting to higher ground? The... You'll just go you up. You better hope that the wave isn't higher than the vessel you're in. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially well, I, I mean, if the vessel is uh, in a state like the Going Mary. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. high, high tide, probably not. But, um... But we're like, talking about if, Aqua Laguna. Yeah, if you have, like, gigantic yeah, the difference storms and waves. The difference between high tide and a tsunami. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just <clears throat> calling it a high tide is kind of um, an understatement, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the highest tide. Especially with the wind blowing the way it is. Yeah. Uh, Luffy keeps demanding to get a chance to talk with Iceberg about what happened, but the populace obviously isn't too swayed by this idea. Frankie cheers on the Galley Law boys as they beat on <laughs> Luffy until he gets upset again that everybody's ignoring him. <laughs> this is a very good bit. I love a table flipping man. Um, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> very good. The table. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, it's very good because in some of the video games, this is a taunt that he can do, where he oh, will he builds the table and then flips it. Good, <laughs> correct. Just to have a table present. That's he sets up a table, sets up some sake and some rice balls, starts cheering them on, and says, "You guys are blowing them away just like you'd expect from the galley lock companies." City pride and joy. That's incredible. <laughs> in the meantime, we have the um. Uh, we have uh, Freddy, tattooed Freddie Mercury uh, dual-wielding mm-hmm. handsaws. <laughs> yeah, because he finds out guns won't work on them. Yeah, but that's his choice. <laughs> dual-wield saws. He can't dual-wield sawed-off shotguns, so he'll dual-wield <laughs> saws. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're more powerful than the shotguns. Mm-hmm. And steal on Branford. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankie decides to use a secret weapon to blow everyone away. He connects a pipe to both of his Popeye forearms, <laughs> he f- fills them up with air, and then he releases an enormous pressurized gust that he calls coup de vent. Oh, wow. I feel like I feel like the science here is a little dubious. <laughs> oh? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I don't know enough to explain why. It's just a feeling. Theo, care to comment about air bullets? Bit of an itch. <laughs> My only thought is, like, have you ever... I don't know if you guys have younger siblings, but, like, I remember my younger sibling got this toy that, like, was an air cannon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you'd, like... Those are just really annoying. Pull, pull back the thing, and then it, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, like, the big plastic. Yeah, so, I don't know. Seems uh, this... halfway legit, as legit as anything else in this comic. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this totally annihilates the shipbuilding yard, including a ship that they had been constructing, Ooh. and sends everyone present flying away, bystanders and all. He'll teach them not to make to ignore him and not let him be the center of attention. With this lucky break, Luffy and Nami make their getaway to try and meet with Iceberg and figure out what the heck is going on. Frankie's pompadour droops down. Oh no! That apparently that's a, so apparently that's also a cybernetic implant. He exposits that the coup de vent used up all of his fuel, which is indicated by the hair droopage. Ah. 
His hair is a fuel meter. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> it gets limp, actually. Yes, it gets limp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he swears to erase Straw Hat Luffy the next time they meet. Uh, the galley law foremen decide to post guards all over Water 7 until the Straw Hats are apprehended. <clears throat> if they can keep them from boarding the last two trains that are leaving today, they will be trapped on Water 7 during Aqua Laguna. In the SBS, uh, someone says, er, Miyama stag beetles are my life, asks, Mr. Oda, recently those dream bugs of boys the world over, the Hercules and Atlas beetles, can be found in ordinary pet stores. What do you think about this? Grown-ups today couldn't have dreamed of such a thing when they were children, could they? Is it okay for every boy's dream to be fulfilled so easily? Please say something to today's children. Oda says, I got a postcard from a very passionate adult. The reader is right. Way back when, you couldn't see real-life foreign bugs. When we were kids, we looked at guidebooks and fell head over heels for the biggest beetle in the world, the Hercules beetle. Nowadays in Japan, you can just go and see one. It's amazing. When you think about it, it's the adults of today, the ones who spent their childhoods like we did, who fulfilled the dreams of boys today by showing them the bugs of the world. I think it's very terrific when you look at it that way. <laughs> That's <laughs> so wholesome. Yeah, it's very wholesome. Even, even in the SBS... The theme of inherited will. Yeah, it might even be the point of the manga. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luffy and Nami perch outside of Iceberg's mansion as they watch the crowd grow below it. Luffy is adamant about talking to Iceberg, so Nami tells him to take extra precaution in finding out where his room is before making their move. King of stealth here. Instead, Luffy does a D&D plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He says, okay, I'm off. <laughs> and smashes through a window after a page turn. <laughs> Luffy rushes in. I what I love about this is, like, the sincere eye contact he makes. Like, it seems like yes, he genuinely believes that he has listened <laughs> and is following Mommy's instructions. <laughs> uh, when they hear the commotion, Iceberg asks Khalifa to bring Luffy to him, as he would like to talk about Robin. He asks Luffy if he can meet with her one more time, but Luffy has no idea where she is. So Iceberg fires a gun at Luffy, who flees back to Nami. <laughs> is there puppy issues going on right now? No. <laughs> Just a loud cat. She has feelings. I think she has feelings about about Robin. Mm. We all do. Like yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. The that's best fair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes sense that a cat would be upset about a character named Nico Robin. Luffy still refuses to believe that Robin would do such a thing. <clears throat> Meanwhile, elsewhere in the city, Frankie and the Square Sisters dance their way into Blue Nose Bar. I love that just nowhere, nowhere, no matter where they go, they have to make an entrance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the bar, they bump into Granny Kokoro, who's getting sloshed. <laughs> I I love that Frankie doesn't notice she's there at first. <laughs> Just kind of like talks over until she says yeah, something. He says, I thought you were a grotesque statue. <laughs> Your casual bar statue. Like the, like bars have. Yeah. Please, Thea, they're called bargoyles. Ah. Oh, no. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with Matt oh, on this no. one. <laughs> uh, 
Frankie has Bluno the barkeep fill up some cola bottles that he stores in his stomach as fuel tanks. Me too. He's powered by soda pop. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah also. I love that. I love this man. Also very relatable. It's, it's, I deeply resonate with that. It's very like a robot that a kid would design energy. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got a little hinge door in his tummy that swings open and you fill with three bottles of soda pop. Hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, what's up? That's an X. Of fucking course it is. <laughs> I'm not surprised oh. anymore. Oh. As soon as you say I no. dance in the fire and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you on the hell that you built for yourself. <laughs> it's true. Uh, with his cola bottles filled, his pompadour is renewed. Glub, 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 glub. Super! I wonder if he gets, like, different powers. If it's, like, if he's, like, ooh, I'll do... Uh, Mountain Dew this time, or oh, God, Jason. Jason. God damn it, Jason. Jason. Yeah. Do you keep... uh, Jason. <laughs> Is that a next Marcus wheel? Jason. But that's like big brain energy. Like, does he? Like, what if he has like another liquid, like, like tea or something? Does, yeah. does that change it? Or vegetable juice. Ugh. For instance. Oh. Just as a random example. Powered um. by V8. That's an engine. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Uh, Frankie also oh. shares the remaining money that he stole from the Straw Hats, buying a round for the whole bar. He's, yeah, he's got extra. He's disturbed by the idea yeah. that he didn't spend all his money. Right. right. A huge you, can, yeah. you can see how they had trouble saving it for all this time. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't just burn a hole in his pocket. It is actively disgraceful. It's anathema. <laughs> I, wait, though, mm-hmm, wait, mm-hmm. because he puts the soda in his belly. Yeah. Um, physically. Yeah. And then he gets a drink at the bar <laughs> and drinks like a normal person. Yeah, where's it go? <laughs> <laughs> These are questions I dare not ask. No. <laughs> Yet here we are. <laughs> Where is the line between man and machine? <laughs> Where's Dr. Giroux? <laughs> uh, Frankie seems to have a history with Granny Kokoro as well as Iceberg himself. Uh, the two of them gossip about the rumors of Iceberg shooting, and Kokoro suggests the world government may have had a hand in it. God, I love the look she has just before this is the look of a woman who's about to drop some mad conspiracy. <laughs> <news>. <laughs> she says that the shadowy jobs like that are left to CP9. Frankie says they don't exist. But Bluno does claim to have heard rumors about them. You know about them, Bluno. Mm-hmm. A- ask Kokoro to the to the bartender. <laughs> Certainly not foreshadowing. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, Kokoro says, you're a fool. It exists all right. It just doesn't show itself. It's a covert unit, totally off the books. And that's why they're so scary. Since they're always a rumor, they erase people without ever being discovered. Get mixed up with them, and you're done for. At the laugh. Meanwhile, at a vacant warehouse somewhere in the city, Robin meets with some figures cloaked in shadow. Ugh. They plan to enter Iceberg's mansion again tonight and steal what they've been looking for. Nico's still got the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> She's not done yeah. yet. She wants to clip this out and put it on her refrigerator. It's a really good Marmaduke this week. Oh, he's, he's bigger than a normal dog. You don't understand. He's, 
He takes up the whole couch. Y'all seen this Beetle Bailey? <laughs> Sarge is on something this week. <laughs> In this universe, Bailey and Sarge are Marines. Just really shitty Marines. God, the plights that this Dilbert guy goes through is so relatable. <laughs> God damn it. The shadowy figures say that the thing that they're stealing originally belonged to someone named Tom and that Iceberg is his only living follower and must possess it. Yeah, I, I know that from the Puffing Tom. That is the name of the train, right? It is. You, you, in a oh. world where, like, someone's name is, like, Pearl or Roranor Zorro, <laughs> uh-huh. I really tune in when someone's name is just Tom. It's Tom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, however much he pretends he's innocent in the name of CP9 we will not fail to steal it tonight whatever happens remember that this is a mission for justice <laughs> we're gonna steal for justice <laughs> I'm gonna justice. steal the declaration of independence <laughs> <laughs> for justice uh, throughout the city we see people making preparations for the upcoming storm and everyone boarding the sea train has to remove their masks lest they be the straw hats in disguise mm. I like that the person that you see taking their mask off also has to like pull on their face. <laughs> right. No, it's not a mask. Show there's, yeah, there's not a mask under the mask. <laughs> I just look like this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Zoro, who is hiding in a back alley, reads the newspaper and finally figures out why people have been chasing he, him all over town. He's squatting in a back alley like a like a savage. He's reading the newspaper. <laughs> I like the Maybe idea he that he finally glasses. stumbled on a newspaper, and this is why he now knows why those people are chasing him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's and you know, you know, he only picked it up because he saw his own face. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, just like, oh, that's me. They're talking about me. <laughs> uh, some folks look over the going merry, but they deem it abandoned since it has clearly been emptied out. Usopp hides nearby, trying to figure out what's going on. In a sweet, ready action pose. He's ready. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, Sanji and Chopper don't have bounties, and they haven't been seen with the rest of the crew, so they are still able to move around town freely. I feel like Chopper would be pretty hard to recognize, even if he did have a bounty. He has, like, nine different faces. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chopper's got some buffer room. That's that's an asset for a pirate. The deer of a thousand faces. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's such a a sad panel in, in this where... Chopper, like, asks, like, did I make Nico Robin mad at the bookstore? <laughs> like, is that why is she my left? fault? Is that why she, mm-hmm. she, she's gone? Because she did totally disappear Which, while he was in the bookstore. Again, the same as as the the first tragedy of Chopper. Like, oh. such a realistic oh, you're conclusion right. for a kid to come yeah. to. Yeah, oh, you're right. Of, of, like, is it, like, is it my fault? A thing, I did a thing, and then something happened, so clearly I caused the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bless Sanji. He <laughs> tells him, no, dummy, you didn't make her run away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the two of them are also on the hunt for Robin, but no one around town has any info to share with them. Suddenly, though, they encounter her standing across a canal from them. She tells them that she won't be returning to the crew. There is a darkness in me that you and the crew do not know. A darkness that will someday destroy you. Like, honestly, this was like the biggest, like, please say psych. For a whole time. If we, uh, we recall, she said she didn't want to live. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, actually, it's convenient that the locals are blaming you for the attack, as it would help me. Uh, it will help me make my escape. Things will only get worse from here on out. We haven't known each other long, but after today, we will never meet again. Please give my message to the others for me. I didn't deserve it, but thank you for the kindness you've shown me. Goodbye. Everybody is betrayed by this, but I like it was Nami that really struck me. Like Nami seems so distraught over this. Uh, Sanji tells Chopper to go meet up with the others and fill them in on the conversation while he does some sleuthing on his own. Hmm. Mr. Prince is on the case. That's true. <laughs> the look of betrayal on his face and how seriously he took it makes me think that maybe he does really care under all the horniness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta dig deep, but it is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and digging is very unpleasant. <laughs> a chopper easily discovers the hiding spot of the other straw hats because they're hanging under a bridge and using Luffy as a hammock. <laughs> That looks very strenuous to maintain. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got to hold on with his toesies. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. get a foot cramp. Only two of them. Then there's an incredible panel <laughs> where Chopper <laughs> hangs down over the side <laughs> of, <laughs> of the bridge with this just hor- ups- upside down with just this horrifying soulless look on his face <laughs> and right in front of Luffy's head and scares the shit out of him. <laughs> like do- He's doing like a One Punch Man Saitama like thousand yard yeah. stare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luffy still can't believe that Robin is acting normal and Zoro tells him all or tells them all that it is finally time to settle if she is a friend or a foe. He just never trusted her from second one. He, he never did, but he's also very sober about this whole thing. Which yeah. is, he says, mm-hmm. like, no, I am not writing her off immediately, uh, but we cannot let ourselves get suckered. Like, we have we to We have take... to accept whatever the truth is. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's on point. Like, he's a ridiculous <laughs> idiot in his own way, but uh, he is a good guy to have around in a crisis like this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He brings a really good realist um, yeah, perspective. Yeah, exactly. And then there's Luffy acting like DW, like, I just, I can't read. And then <laughs> <laughs> he just ignores I, it. I I have to say, when I got up this morning, I was not expecting to hear Monkey D. Luffy compared to DW. <laughs> oh my god, she has a D in her name. <laughs> What could that mean? The will of DW. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. What's going on in that classroom, Mr. Ratburn? <laughs> the will of D is that DW is always right. <laughs> they figure by the sounds of it that Robin is probably planning to return to Iceberg's Manor, and they could try and intercept her there, but it could also be a ploy to get them to go back to the manor and seal their fates fully pin the blame on them. I, I do also really like, uh, real quick, in the SBS, where someone asks, asks or, um, Oda to explain Zoro calling Sanji Dart Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Oda basically admitting, like, yeah, that one was kind of some stretch, huh? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was a bit hard to give, wasn't it? I got several <laughs> questions about this one. <laughs> I think he meant dart board instead of darts, seeing as mm-hmm. it looks like a spiral. 
Seriously, why does he always think weird things like that? That Zorro. <laughs> that Zorro. <laughs> I love him blaming the character. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> uh, Luffy decides without hesitation that they are going to return to the manor and catch Robin. I like that he he listens to Zorro, though. It's not yeah. we're going to go redeem her. It's not we're going to go talk to her. It's we're going to go catch her. Then right, we're yeah. going to talk mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> we're going to find out the truth. Which I I really appreciated, like, the through line of, of different characters trying to find truths about different things throughout mm-hmm. this volume. Mm-hmm. And it, it just... I liked seeing that aspect of Luffy that, like, this... He and, and Robin are, like, crewmate compatible in that mm-hmm. they're both able to, like, look for truth and, and be curious about the world. We need the whole story. Yeah. We need mm-hmm. the whole story. Mm-hmm. And if if they didn't, like, one-to-one replicate the alright, let's go panel <laughs> in the anime, like, why is there even an anime? <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know that. That is, the most, that is the most anime-ready panel I've it's ever really seen in my life. Good. <laughs> I love Chopper's determined little face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nami remembers that both Sanji and Iceberg mentioned that Robin was working with someone else and that they should probably be wary of that uh, meanwhile in the city we get an Usopp check in mm-hmm. he spends Before the last I... of his money begging a hardware store owner for supplies to fix the Mary buddy <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Usopp. he doesn't have enough money to get all the stuff he wants from the guys so he tries to like trade tools and the guy goes, I'm, I only sell stuff. Barter? What are you, a country bumpkin? Yes. 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 <laughs> Can you see my overalls? <laughs> uh, the man takes pity on the clearly injured Usopp hauling the supplies away, and he gives him some rice balls and tells him to take care of himself in the storm. <laughs> it was poor fucking guy. <clears throat> he, tells, he says take care of yourself twice. <laughs> uh, uh, he looks like he needs twice the... Allow me to reiterate. The urging <laughs> yeah. to <Yes>. do that. <laughs> After eating, Usopp gets back to work on the Mary's repairs, constantly repeating that she shouldn't worry and everything is fine. You're Saying a ship it over that flew over. in the sky. Yes, he says that you're a ship that has flown in the sky. You. It's not a bad point. Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's something about his non- like nonchalance that is I find quite delightful. I just love mm-hmm. him clicking his little heels, tapping them against the the railing of the boat, munching on his little onigiri dinner. Because he's in his home. Mm-hmm. Oof. But it's so quiet. It, it's, yeah. it's so quiet and it feels so foreboding. <laughs> mm-hmm. He feels a little bit like he's in denial. Like, yep, this is fine. Things are going to mm-hmm. be fine. A, a I'm going to make it be fine. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a lot of a bit. <laughs> Pro- but like, pr- roughly 100%. <laughs> but yeah, just just a little 100%. <laughs> Night falls on Water 7, and with most of the city evacuated to shelters for the storm, the five foremen of Galley Law sit protectively outside of Mayor Iceberg's door, waiting for intruders. <laughs> I don't know why they all have to sit uh, with their legs crossed the exact same way, but I guess it's imposing. Because it makes a cool <laughs> panel. It's a, it's a squad. A squad squad goals. Yeah, that's, that's hashtag squad <laughs> goals. Hashtag. Mm-hmm. I like that they're arranged from left to right in order of biggest, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I think, I think uh, 
shit, I'm blanking on his name, is uh, cheating with the hat. That's true. Uh, was that Hattori? Oh, no. Was that Lucci? Lucci, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the hat does edge him over Freddie Mercury just a little bit mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would be taller than otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Khalifa asks Iceberg why he has Nico Robbins' wanted poster tacked up on his wall. Thank God, I have been wondering and <laughs> <Yeah>. wondering. <laughs> well, he's not going to tell her. How, how long How long has she worked for him? Yeah, <laughs> this is five fir- years, apparently. That she's never thought to ask this before. <laughs> well, I think, it seems like I feel like she's like, thought to ask it. You don't, you might not really want to know the answer <laughs> to why, like, you've got, like, an I, eight-year-old's wanted poster in your bedroom. Yeah, I mean, when you yeah. work for a guy that eccentric, it's like, well, he might have an answer. <laughs> and then you, you think it's a little weird until the person shows up and tries to kill your, your boss. <laughs> and then you go, I, I think there might be a connection here. I, I should no. probably address this now. I, I asked, now that it's relevant, I can bring yeah. it up. I asked, <laughs> I asked why he, I asked him to explain why he has Nico Robbins' wanted poster. Then the worst possible outcome ensued. <laughs> why he has the wanted poster was explained to me. <laughs> He tells her that it's better that she didn't know, and that that is a demon. Oh. Mm. Mm. Uh, outside the mansion, Luffy, Nami, Zoro, and Chopper sit in a tree, <laughs> waiting to see any indication of Robin's arrival. S-P-Y-I-N-G. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the only one thinking that good. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> And this is where we find out that Kokoro is originally going to be Grandpa Kokoro. <laughs> Papa Kokoro. God bless. He uh, made the potentially, right decision. Potentially an X mark. Oh. Uh, Real. Yeah. It's a significant change. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to technically count it, but worth remembering. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Frankie wanders around town in a rage, calling Straw Hat Luffy out for another fight. And his goons meet up with him to tell him that they saw Usopp alone and repairing the Straw Hat ship. His his sisters, who perfectly, beautifully cannot walk into strong winds <laughs> yeah. because of their square hair. I, I, lo- I love that they weren't just complete gimmick characters. They didn't just disappear afterwards. They're like his drinking buddies and they're just hanging around. Yeah. Uh, but they... Oh, c- go, go ahead. No, you oh, go. They ask if he's holding something in, that he's not normally like this. And he says, it's how it's just how he is this week. Which makes me wonder, is he more than we've bargained for yet? <laughs> <laughs> and I just I love that after he finds out uh, about Usopp, then he gets an idea. An awful <laughs> idea. Frankie got a wonderful, awful idea. <laughs> he says, go kidnap that guy again today. <laughs> He's not as good at coming up with evil ideas as uh, <laughs> Foxy, though. They're going to use Usopp as bait to uh, lure out the other Straw Hats. Uh, back at the mansion, Iceberg asks Khalifa that she leave him for a while and call Polly in to discuss something important. He gives him a very urgent errand, and Polly heads to Iceberg's office to open up a safe. Uh, meanwhile, outside, CP9's operation begins as Robin and a very unsettling bear man prepare to enter the manor. Yes. Boy, this Five nights at Freddy, motherfucker. Yeah, this is a huge problem. <laughs> the first of, of several very great match designs. Mm-hmm. 
I love Robin's heist fashion. Robin looks fantastic, though, here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you, everybody's you say, ready for carnival. You, you say mask, and, I mean, minor spoilers for the... This is a fair mask that will be revealed mm-hmm. at the end of this volume. I was not 100% sure it was a mask. Yeah, not me neither. It was it, smiling. Piece. Yeah, I also, <laughs> I also, I we saw this person with a different mask before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. What were you going to say, Dave? Oh, I straight, I forgot that, so I thought it wasn't a mask. I thought he was just a bear <laughs> man. And we have men that are basically just monkeys. Like, why not? Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the the character that Robin Robin's look reminds me of right here. Uh, but the only word that comes to mind is Tatsunoko. It's a Tatsunoko anime. Hmm. Oh, is it like... It's, the, it's a lady that wears like a, um, a domino mask like that and she has like two minions that are goofy. Isn't yeah, it... Yeah, you're talking about the Time Bokan anime, right? Is it the bad guy from... Is it the bad guy from Yatterman? Yes! Yatterman. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. her cloak is a cloak of feathers. Or at least it looks <laughs> like feathers. And she's hanging out with a bear man. Suddenly it's like, oh, is that why she's called Robin? <laughs> Was she uh, hanging out with a bunch of animal assassins? This is a code name. Mm. Yes. Wait, so she so she was a code name who had a code name. Miss All <laughs> How Sunday. deep does it go? Did did, did crocodile? I bet crocodile. I mean, he wouldn't like that she was keeping secrets from him, but I bet he would he would be tickled by this. Oh yeah. <laughs> if he if he knew, he would respect the game. Yes, exactly. Uh, a huge explosion erupts on the bottom floor of the manor, <clears throat> and Robin takes that as her cue to get moving. And it's a huge explosion. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we see another masked figure with a barbed whip that is running around on the grounds. This mask is so cool. This whip is so cool. Mm, the yes. hat is so cool. Uh, Peeply Lulu and the big guy mm. whose name I'm not certain how to pronounce. Tilestone or Tillstone. I think it's the big Tilestone. I, I, I've been interpreting it as Tilestone. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense for a mm-hmm. builder. Uh, they rush off to try and find this masked individual, and they leave Kaku and Luchi alone to guard Iceberg. Uh, Robin no, long- and- no longer hashtag squad goals. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Robin and the bear man make their way into the mansion, and two other masked figures walk in on Polly in the president's office as he pulls a roll of paper out of the safe. Dun, I am dun, a- dun. <laughs> I am a gigantic fan of the skull head yeah. it's with, the the little fez makes it with the fez. It's fez, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um i uh just checked the japanese name and it is tilestone okay uh, meanwhile in all of this commotion the <laughs> no, straw hats it, notice uh, that luffy has gone missing in, uh, in well, the fcs after this one uh they address a thing that the one piece fandom has been asking for a very long time and probably not gonna stop asking hmm. which is um What's up with the um, the 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 size difference with Nami between the <laughs> beginning and now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Oda's just, well, I mean, she's growing, right? <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> but that try your best at what? What, is, what does that and statement then he mean? Says Robin's, yeah, that's more threatening than anything only, else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said she's only eighteen. She's still growing. And then he said, and Robin's still only 28. I'm like, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Who who are you trying to convince here, man? (laughs) 
Man knows what a Brock Inspector is, but not how boobs work. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sounds about right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. Chapter 343, the title is Cypher Pole Number 9. Ah. Which Number kind of number five. gives up the ghost on what CP9 bum, stands for. Bum, That's bum, fine. Bum, bum, bum. I thought it stood for cold process. Sorry, I've been making a lot one, of soap two, lately. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah, what happened to um, uh, what happened to processes one through eight? <laughs> uh, Robin and the Bear Man are surrounded by guards outside, but with a flourish of his cape, the Bear Man takes Robin and they disappear together. Whoosh! Very mysterious. Uh, the whip user continues to toy with more of the guards and starts using a strange technique called moonwalk, wherein they appear to literally walk on the air, or at least kick off of it, like they have multiple jumps in a video game. Yeah, yeah this motherfucker got a double jump. <laughs> Cheating. It's like a quadruple jump. Mm-hmm. He's that's hacks. Hacks. Yeah. I'm reporting <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. In the president's office, Polly demands to know who the masked figures are. And they claim to come from the shadows, though they are agents of justice. Shadowy justice. Undercover intelligence agency, Cypher Pole Number 9. <clears throat> they may, uh, demand that he hand over Iceberg's precious item, and that now that he also knows what it is, they will have to kill Polly. I feel, I feel like half of this crew got their masks, like, really serious, like, well-crafted fancy masks, and half of them went to, like, spirit. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the bear and the, and the skull are, are something. I wish I could find a bear and a skull with a fez at my local spirit <laughs> Halloween. It's just so big. It's the scale that gets It's very, me. like, mascotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas the like the bull is is haunting with those eyes. It's yeah. it's almost like an Egyptian deity. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, exactly yeah. the same thing. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. the the double quadruple jumping guy has like a straight up like carnival mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That cool hat. Mm-hmm. It's speaking of haunting, maybe it's just me, but there's something very scary about a man, someone saying there may have been casualties or maybe not. While his hands are literally dripping. <laughs> Just dripping. I noted that too. Mm-hmm. It's gruesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Just Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, they, I'm, I'm sure they weren't stopping to check pulses. <laughs> yeah. Robin and the bear man easily enter Iceberg's bedroom and also explain how they've been disappearing all over town together. <clears throat> the bear man ate the door door fruit. Oh which allows him to create doorways in any surface, no matter how thick. What an adorable power. (laughs) Nope. That's so cool. Honestly, one of my favorite powers. Not gonna lie. It has very frightening implications. He continues to use it in interesting ways. (laughs) Okay. Thank God Sanji doesn't have that. (laughs) Right. I do do think me enjoying the door-door fruit so much might be a holdover from Nightcrawler being my favorite X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really into like transportation powers, I yes. guess. Blink. Got a little got a little shadow cat in there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bear man then shoots Iceberg a sixth time <laughs> to subdue yeah. him. That surprised me. Can, yeah. It's like, Can we oh, give him we're just... a break. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, this yeah, is in order doesn't... to prevent any counterattacks in the future. I just, it's, there's something so unceremonious about him just giving this, like, page-long monologue and then capping it off by shooting him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. While he's laying in bed. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, Iceberg realizes that he's been targeted by CP9 and that Luffy and the Straw Hats truly have nothing to do with the situation. The bear man says, We let you live yesterday, so the blame would fall on the pirates. Besides, if we'd killed you sooner, we wouldn't have found out where you had hidden the blueprints for a certain ship. For generations... I, mm-hmm. I, I, this this double-crossed me, this tricked me good. <laughs> I, I was let down here. It's like, oh, this is just some corporate espionage. So <laughs> government wants to make better ships. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. For generations, they have been passed down from shipwright to shipwright handed down secretly from master to apprentice. If you felt your life was in danger, you would undoubtedly have tried to entrust the plans to someone, and the man you chose was Polly, the foreman of Dock One. Our comrades are on their way to take care of him right now. Uh, The bear man walks off to take care of Kaku and Luchi outside, and leaves Robin to finish off Iceberg herself. And then we get a page that is one of my biggest cardinal sins as a comic (laughs) creator. Uh Oh. Oh. There's so much word bubble in this page. <laughs> right. You, you yeah. don't do this because you, <clears throat> you turn to a page like this, and it it becomes just an absolute roadblock for a casual reader. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this the one where the page where are, the heroes are all running, or the one right? Before? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's the one where the where Nami. Zora and Chopper are running. There is, yeah, there's a lot. And there's like one, two, three, four, five, maybe six panels per, I mean, bubbles per panel. I really do like the joke, though. It's a good, it's it's good content. Just <laughs> one of the very few, so, so Oda's such a, like, a masterful comic creator. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm gonna point out the few times where he messes up. <laughs> where he just <clears throat> takes sort of the easier route. Uh-huh. He does, he does, however... Um, complimented by providing some pretty good backgrounds in at least two other panels. Mm-hmm. A lesser creator wouldn't do that. It would just be white backgrounds. Uh, Nami, Zoro, and Chopper are continuing their D&D adventure <laughs> to try to catch up with Luffy, <laughs> who they uh, are sure went through the front entrance because he's Luffy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they figure that he must have thinned the crowd out for them, and they'll be able to sneak in no problem. Luffy did not, in fact, use the front entrance, and they are greeted by a mob of cards. <laughs> I, I don't think they can be blamed for this one. It was I, a safe bet. I like it how was. in the panel where all the mo- where the mob of guards is, you can still see the window that Luffy crashed through. Yeah. Uh-huh. Luffy is, in fact, wedged in a crevice between two buildings. <laughs> oh no! I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't move, I'm stuck! I don't know how he got there. It is so far from the mansion. (laughs) Parkour. It's it's almost like he he went backwards specifically so he could launch himself. Yeah, like he was taking a major wind-up. Yeah. Isn't that the building that he went in from the first time when they were on the roof? Kind of looks like it. It looks like it, yeah. The one he left Nami on. he, He was just trying to Mario wall jump his way up and then it got too narrow. Yeah, got a, got a little out of hand. Guess what, Luffy? Wall kicks won't work. <laughs> uh, Tilestone returns to Iceberg's room where he finds a defeated Kaku and Luchi and the bear man waiting patiently for a signal. Well, I, I'm 
not look when I look at what what became came of Kaku and Luchi, defeated is not the word that comes to mind. <laughs> the, there, there's a automatopoeia that says seep yeah. next to Luchi, <laughs> and it's written in a in a word bubble. Yeah, yeah. Blood says the seep. blood is talking. <laughs> not this again. Uh, Tau Stone tries to defeat the Bear Man, but is easily overpowered. Uh, yeah. The Bear Man employs another strange technique that he calls Iron Body, which is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> the the bit where the Bear Man goes, "Are you proud of your strength?" <laughs> just before just one shotting this man. How 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 he do that? What how he how, do what Iron Body? How he yeah he did it. Some doors <laughs> are do iron. He said it That's... out loud. But a, it's an anime, but a, Melissa. But a door door. <laughs> but the door door. It's an anime technique. Yeah, maybe he's can also you, just. Can you eat su- more than one? Can you eat more than one devil fruit? We haven't seen it yet. That's a very good mm. question. That's a good point. Did they stack? <laughs> Did they stack, or does it? <laughs> I've all. I've never. I've never seen someone with more than one devil fruit power, and I've also never seen two of the same devil fruit. To different people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yeah, they are, when, mm-hmm. they are pretty rare drops. I don't know any. Right. I don't know but any other they... rubber people or smoke people or sand people. <laughs> yeah, what's the reason that's important is that they don't. Oh wait, never mind. I, I ignore everything I just said. I uh, they had it exactly <laughs> backwards. They they don't refer to it as a uh, gum gum fruit. They refer to it as mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. gum gum. You're fruit. right. Yes. I ate Which... the door door fruit. Which is interesting for several reasons. Like, that may be a subject for another time. That's very interesting. <laughs> is that an X mark? Uh, I mean, everything I, we just said was an X mark. I was about to say, if that's <laughs> not an X mark, that whole conversation was. I was going to say, like, if that's not an X mark, but Eminem is <laughs> one. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Like, I'm quitting the fucking podcast What here. are we even doing here? <laughs> what is this segment for? <laughs> uh, Zoro, Nami, and Chopper run for their lives around the mansion guards until Zoro decides that he's had enough running and instead fights back. He's going to use the back of his blades, though, so as not to murder all these pizza. Okay. <laughs> I'll just use the backs. I'll do non-lethal. just non-lethally kill them. Yeah, I'll do non-lethally Why can't it work for me? It's like in City of Heroes when you drop any villain to zero hit points. It's no, you don't actually kill them. You render them unconscious so that we, the, the police I, bots I, can I, pick them I up. I arrest. I arrested them I with arrest- my <laughs> with my assault rifle with my burning <laughs> fists. I was gonna say, you know, it's in D anD D when you choose to do non lethal damage. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's very dubious. And I've got a maul. Yeah. <laughs> Iceberg is glad to have finally met Robin, and he claims to have always wanted to, so that he could kill her before she destroys the world. That's quite a thing to say. It's a very bold claim. Robin is holding four guns. (laughs) It's very good. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) And then pretty much the rest of this volume is lore dump, so I'm going to be reading quite a bit from Mm -hmm. here on out. Yeah, this is where I stopped taking notes because I realized I was just transcribing. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to? Yeah. Do we want to table read anything? Or it's pretty uh, much you're, just. You're uh, welcome to. It's pretty much just. Um, it's yeah. Oh, it's just iceberg, all iceberg, right? isn't it? So, uh, Jason, if you want to read it, 
I will take the rest. <laughs> yeah, save save your voice, Tyler. I, I got you. <laughs> Since antiquity, searching for, researching, and decoding the Poneglyphs has been classified by the government as a global high crime. You must know that. How do you know about the Poneglyphs? That's Robin right there. <clears throat> Simply knowing of their existence isn't a crime, but... In all likelihood, the only person in the world who can decipher the writing is you. That's precisely why the government put such a high bounty on your head, even though at the time you were an only an eight-year-old girl. In all the world, you're the only one, the only person who can reactivate the ancient weapons. Boom. Doom. Oh, oh wait, that Weirdly enough, no doom there. Yeah, you're right. No, no doom. Sorry. Wow, yeah. Uh, retract that doom, please, for the record. <laughs> Strike that doom. We need, to print, we need to print a retraction. Yes. Stenographer. You even knew about the weapons. So CP9 was an actual organization. That means you've already left the Straw Hat Pirates and are working for the government, doesn't it? A strange move for a woman said to have been relentlessly pursued by the government, but that's got nothing to do with me. If, through the decoding of the Poneglyphs, the weapon is reactivated, it won't matter if the one who possesses it is just or evil. The result will be the same. You can't expect weapons to bring peace to the world of mankind. Love this panel, by the way, because the <laughs> only imagery in that panel is, is, a fucking is gun. Iceberg <laughs> pointing a fucking gun at Robin. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> the whole world will be destroyed. The evils of the past should not be reawakened. You're right. I think of that myself, but you're way out of line. You don't know me at all. You have no right to tell me how I should research history. That's not true. In a way, I'm in the same position you are. I hold the blueprints for a weapon of the ancient world, the Pluton! Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love when Robin says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. She actually says, The blueprints for a weapon? Pluton is the name of a battleship that was built on this island a long time ago. <gasps> the weapon they made was too powerful. The ancient shipbuilding engineers thought that an opposing force would be needed in the unlikely event that it went out of control. So they passed the blueprints down through the generations. The government wants them. And they ended up going to extreme measures to get them. To think you're helping them without knowing that? It's shocking. Tom, the man who entrusted the blueprints to me, always worried about a lone girl who'd escaped from the O'Hara incident 20 years ago. <gasps> he thought she was a threat, despite her age, because she shared the ideas of the demons of O'Hara. So out of consideration for the weapons makers, it's my duty to stop you. Now that the government is aware that the blueprints exist, it would be better to simply burn them. But doing that won't be enough because you're alive! Because there's still a chance that you might find a way to reactivate the weapon! And then uh, Robin does a really cool multi-arm choke hold on him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As is her want. And As... sits on his ass and puts a gun to his head. Yeah. Uh, she says that even if she had been killed, his blueprints would have been stolen by the government and the results would be the same, but he lets her in on a little secret. 
It is them who have fallen for his ruse, because the blueprints he sent Polly to fetch are fake. <gasps> of course. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and right as Polly reveals this to his two assailants, Straw Hat Luffy comes busting through the wall. Uh, Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Gets himself stuck again, don't he? It's like that in any episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he appears to be a mounted deer now. <laughs> uh, the CP9 agent in a skull mask uses another strange technique, Tempest Kick, which cuts through the wall like a sword. Also, it's interesting because, like, the blast looks like it shoots out along the wall in, like, four cardinal directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Luffy's dealt with this before. He had practice against Crocodile. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Uh, Luffy definitely dodges, but he is pinned to the ground and bound in iron bars by the agent in a bull mask. And then the two agents leave Polly in a similar state. I love that when Luffy sticks through the wall, his first things to say is like, Hey, you, rope guy, are you okay? <laughs> You're all covered in blood. You look fucked up. Oh, hey, there's people with masks here. Hey, you're the bad guys. Give me back Robin. <laughs> uh, all agents are called back to Iceberg's room to deal with his hitch in the with this hitch in the plan. <clears throat> and Polly apologizes to Luffy for suspecting him and asks for his help in beating the CP9 agents. So the two set to work uh, in freeing themselves. All members report to the bedroom is a very weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Iceberg's room, the CP9 agents reveal their identities. I was not ready for this. <laughs> I, was I anybody was ready for this? I was not ready. Mm-hmm. Nope. Literally, like, my mouth was just like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, every two mm-hmm. seconds. Uh, they are Kaku, Khalifa, Bluno from the bar, and they are led by Rob Lucci. Cool cool that whip lady is Khalifa. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that Rob Lucci can speak for himself. <gasps> He's not that's a ventriloquist. Actually, that's actually the biggest <laughs> twist. Right. <laughs> I think. He uses his own voice for the first time. That's Ugh. how deep he was undercover. Oh. He didn't even want them to hear his true voice. Lord. I, I really like the establishing shot because I love... I just love Kaku. I love Tusop. Mm-hmm. I love him look and I love him looking <clears throat> sinister. <laughs> he looked sinister when he was dressed up as a carpenter with like the little like wood carving thingies between all mm-hmm. of his fingers and he throws them like like many a kunai in Naruto. I do I do remember back in the day Kaku was the one that took me the most off guard by this yeah. reveal. Yeah, he, he's so friendly. Yeah. He's so friendly. And, and and in this, like with the, the mix of friendly and sinister, he looks he has the look of someone who truly believes that he is in the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that also like that that is accomplished that impression is accomplished with just like a slight turning of the camera angle, so to speak. <laughs> just the way that we see him is just altered a little bit, and that's all. Outside, Zoro finishes defeating all of the remaining guards, and the Straw Hats finally make their way inside the mansion. <clears throat> I like that he had to beat all of them. <laughs> that was for him. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just like, let's get through them. It was, I'm going to take oh, yeah. them all out. He wanted the XP. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Yeah, this was, I haven't had a workout in a right. while. <laughs> it was, he was 
<laughs> and he wanted to remind everybody that he's still that bee. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> after, which, I, I was thinking the whole time, like, I mean, after Whiskey Peak, he can do this. Right. Yeah. I'm not worried yeah, about I was, him. I was about to say he's reminiscing about Whiskey Peak. Luffy frees himself, uh, thanks to his rubbery body. <laughs> he's able to slip out of I the know, bars more because easily. Because I'm rubber. <laughs> Just in case you're just tuning in, right. if this is if this is the first volume you've picked up off the shelf, <laughs> you skipped to the end. Maybe you're an English reader and you forgot that it's right to left, so you open it to the back, and the first thing you see is I'm out because I'm rubber. <laughs> I like uh, just so you. I like up. his uh, his goofy squished face. He tries to <laughs> pop through the ring. Yeah, it's very good. Things were getting too serious. We needed a little... A little levity. Comic relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Polly then take off for Iceberg's room. Uh, Lucci explains to Iceberg that they've all been undercover in Water 7 for the last five years, which, if you remember, is as long as the Golly Law Company has existed. Mm. Oh. Mm. Jesus. He reassures him that they took their undercover job seriously during that time. So they weren't fucking up boats on purpose. So they were, I promise we were I, we're actually master carpenters, but we just also... <laughs> but also ha- we're undercover We cops. also yeah. Yeah, happen to be like the fucking MIB of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also explains that while the world government's cipher polls number one through eight operate in the there. open as intelligence agencies... There it is. <laughs> Oda knew people were going to write in about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Due to a certain privilege they're granted, CP9 operates in secret. And this is because they have the license to kill anyone who doesn't cooperate. Uh, Sam Fisher. Double O agents. I'm looking at this sort of setup, right? Of like CP9, shadowy organization. We don't know who's in it. If you find out too much, they erase you. This mm. is. This feels like a better execution of what I expected with Baroque works. Does that make sense? <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I that. Like I, I was when I first heard of Baroque works. You know, when you go onto Whis- Whiskey Peak and you see the the cactus stones with all the tombstones, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shucks. Well, this is a huge spanning network of thousands and thousands of of, of secret pirate agents ready to off anyone who who sp- who steps out of line. Especially when like Igaron sails away and there's a wall of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of like, I mean, they're 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 cool, but I feel like it is a grandma mole and a man in a swan. It costume. is it is a grandma mole. That's true, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is true. But there is there's a there's a weight to this, maybe because it's backed by the state. That makes sense yeah. to me. Oh sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, when when they say we'll erase anyone who knows too much, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe it more than you know the, the dipshit who's like it's the it's the great wax wax candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, with Baroque works, you still have that hope that like ah, but but if the police, if I can turn them into the police, they'll all be arrested and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But with these guys, these like, are the police. Yeah, we're the mm-hmm. cops. They banked on. Well, of course, that's the interesting thing. They banked on being able to to out crocodile to the navy Mm -hmm. uh and it worked but also i feel like if they had outed these guys to smoker 
he would not have let them go. <laughs> like <laughs> he would have put up a fight. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, could uh, uh, could he ha- could he have stopped them from leaving? Questionable. <laughs> uh, but he would not have. He would not have wanted it. And see, like uh, here I am thinking about them. Like my brain equates them to the Men in Black, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's that's neat, but scary. <laughs> it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucy says some that are in power have reconsidered their way of thinking. Rather than continue to live in fear of the weapon's reactivation, we should activate the weapon and put an end to this age of great voyages. <clears throat> we should use the weapon as a force for justice. Iceberg disagrees, knowing that it would only lead to more fighting and more death, as is human nature. And then calls him boy. (laughs) Yes. And then (laughs) immediately pays for calling him boy. You're not my fucking boss anymore, bud. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lucy has Kaku examine Iceberg's pulse as he lays out a new theory that they've been developing. This is where it gets into revolver ocelot levels of like double <laughs> triple cross where it's, yeah, it's yeah. like but we thought that you would think that we would think to do this <laughs> so, we're, so we're actually doing this sure Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. knowing that he was being targeted by the world <laughs> government it's pronounced Galila yeah shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you edit it get rid of me if you can uh, Jay deserved uh deserve that one no i uh, no we 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 it's a team we finish this fight together <laughs> <laughs> like true nakama that's true uh knowing that he was being targeted by the world government iceberg must have uh i'm sorry i'm just still laughing at that fucking golly lolly <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the title Shit. i don't even care <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> Iceberg must have uh, already entrusted the blueprints to someone else and planted the fakes. Uh, Even in the five years we've spent observing you undercover, nothing in your actions indicated that you'd picked a successor. Moreover, the the one entrusted with the blueprints would need sufficient skill. Now then, let's continue the theory. Is that a dig on Polly? Yeah, (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Polly's kind of a dipshit. (laughs) Uh, just now, you had us believe we'd taken the fake blueprints, and if you look closely, the names of the designers are written on them. Tom, Iceberg, Cuddy Flam. And finally, the company's name, Tom's Workers. So I just really like Cuddy Flam. Yeah. It's a good name. Uh, it sounds like an old-timey pirate name. Mm-hmm. It also sounds like the name of a Spongebob character. <laughs> oh my god. Also that. It reminds me of Courage with the Fantasy Flan. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Fantasy flam. <laughs> <laughs> but this is kind of like what was being said earlier. Mm-hmm. Just like one of these things is not like the yeah. other. <laughs> Tom Iceberg, which in itself is not usually a name, but is a word we are familiar with. Yeah. And then Cuddy Flam. Sure. You may have planned to outwit your enemy with these fakes, but you never dreamed that your enemies would be lurking close by. That was a miscalculation. This would be no more than waste paper to an intruder who slipped in yesterday or today, but we have lived here for five years. We're very interested in the names of the designers. Tom's workers, the crew led by the legendary shipwright Tom, is shrouded in mystery. They must have been on this island once, but no roster or register exists. 
It was no easy task finding out that you had been one of Tom's apprentices. According to recent reports from the government, Tom had only two apprentices, and a government agent confirmed that one of them died in an accident eight years ago. Or so we were meant to believe. <clears throat> However, I remember hearing the name Cuddy Flam. It's been about four years now. A man passed through the gates of the Galley Law Company to visit you. That was the only time he gave his real name. <clears throat> In other words, Tom's other apprentice, Cuddy Flam, is alive. And he has changed his name to Frankie. What? Holy shit. Now that, <laughs> that got a doom. Doom. <laughs> yeah. Which, the, Oda managed to make a guy with the name of Frankie. <laughs> That's just the, one of the most powerful things. It's also worth going through that a second time because obviously the first time reading it, mm -hmm. I don't didn't know the reveal to that. Um, and so seeing the illustration that goes along with one of them died in an accident mm -hmm. makes it it's all the puzzle pieces <laughs> coming together. Yeah. Makes sense why he's a cyborg. Maybe. Uh, Iceberg's racing pulse gives away the ghost, and the CP9 agents prepare to go and track down Frankie. Gotta work on your breathing exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Get some mantras going. <clears throat> I forget. Like, do uh, up until this point, did we un did we in the text understand Frankie as a carpenter? I thought he was just kind of like a. No, we were to believe that he was the opposite. The, he was a, a, dumbass. A de carpenter. He takes mm -hmm. ships yeah. apart. <laughs> he takes them apart. Yeah. Carpenter. <laughs> uh, suddenly, Luffy and Zoro come blasting into the room from two different walls. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, gamers! And that is our mm -hmm. cliffhanger for 2021. Oh, man. Yay, 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 yay. We've come a long way in this one piece. <laughs> this truly has been a one piece. Oh, my God. Oh my lord! The um, the panels where they're all like yelling each other's names. The where's Robin? Luffy? Luffy? <laughs> Medlars <laughs> gives me very um, uh, Rocky Horror vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rocky, Robin. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts for Volume Thirty Six? <sighs> lots of uh, lots of reveals. Mm -hmm. Lots of information. Yeah, so I want to address something from a previous episode. Okay. Uh, I gave a wishy-washy answer to a question once, which is, did I know what Pluton was? Oh. And at first I said no, and then I remembered something and said yes. So I technically know that it's a battleship that has blueprints to it. I still haven't seen it. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Well, I... the drawing we're given here is the fake. Okay. Yeah, uh... well, the real one has cup holders. And heated seats. Oh, okay. <laughs> really changes the entire mm -hmm. atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I originally thought that straight up they were referring to plutonium. Right. Like, that that was something weird, but... And I really like that idea. <laughs> like, who knows? Maybe they still are, because why would an ancient weapon be useful in modern technology? Right. Well, powerful enough to destroy the world. Well, that, regardless of what exactly it is... That was obvious, that this is some sort of, like, archaeotech thing, mm -hmm. where, like, the past civilization was way, way, way more advanced. It would have to be. They, they harness the power of the Chaos Emeralds and... Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. 
Tyler got real just... quiet there, and I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> oh, my. oh no! I'm just uh, I'm just conserving my voice. That's uh, yeah, fair, 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 fair. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love the balance in this volume between like these huge reveals and big picture chess game moves, uh, <laughs> but also there was just so much good like content between the crew members. Like I, I made mm-hmm. a note that I love um, the energy that Luffy and Nami have together when they're like making plans and like trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's very refreshing and grounding in the yeah. face of these huge lore dumps. Right. There, There's a contingent of, mm-hmm. of, of fans who ship Luffy and Nami together. No. Oh. And whenever I see, whenever I see moments like this, where they're just like, they they give such sibling vibes. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I can't I can't mm-hmm. agree with it. I it's can't just, imagine it's so refreshing Luffy. to like. I, I, I oh, no, go you go. Sorry, no, go on. Uh, it it kind of stems from him protecting her in Arlong Park. No, mm-hmm. uh, like that's kind of where the root of it is. But yeah, this I, is. One good thing I will say about Sanji's horniness is that, like, all of the male gaze that could be put on the women characters is concentrated in him, like, freeing up the other male characters to be... have relationships with them and not suck. (laughs) (laughs) He's the... Oh, he has to hold all this. He's the the giver for horny. Jay, Jay, did you even like consciously recognize how amazing that was as you were saying it? <laughs> Not even remotely. Did that just? Was that just generated? That, that just came. That just came fresh out of the all blue. Much like Sanji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dave, you had some good points that you were going to have me share when you thought you wouldn't be uh, weren't going to be able to make it. Oh yeah. Uh, did I actually not get to any of them myself? You did, but if you want to reiterate any of them. Uh, The biggest thing I was thinking, honestly, was just that, like, I think that this all, like, this isn't, like, fresh in this volume or anything, but I think that this was exactly where this needed to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. in terms of the story's pacing, we needed to have a story that was primarily about, like, testing the Straw Hats' bonds with each other. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, that is the core of Luffy's ideals. And if it's never tested, it, it doesn't have any real meaning. And two, it feels like you, you almost kind of get lulled into a, a, a false sense when you, it's like, oh, well, he's going to meet someone, and then there's going to be mm-hmm. an emotional arc that seals their bonds together as Nakama, and yeah. and that'll be, you know, what, that'll add them to the party. Um, and, but and, and, or, you, you take for granted that everyone else is just chill, right? right. <laughs> and and sometimes it's out of order, like you know, Nami shows up, but long before we get to her, you know, big emotional through line, and mm-hmm. uh, and here's the part where like it's like Robin shows up, invites herself into the party, yeah. and now <laughs> we're gonna be like. Okay, but now we're going to answer these these actual big lingering questions. Yeah. It's so like why why do you want to be here? Yeah. That not sure that question has been answered yet at all. No. <laughs> I'm still waiting patiently. 
Has it even <laughs> truly been posed? Yeah. Just, uh, just within my heart, I suppose. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts, or should we move on to X marks? Oh boy. Um, I want to point out um, a cool bit of composition uh, in this final page where they're bursting through, and um, Rob Lucci and Robin are both looking at Luffy, and Kalfa, uh, Bueno, and and Kaku are looking at the other crewmates. Mm. Which I think is an interesting detail. Mm. It's also a really nice composition because, like, just knowing. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. There's so many characters. It's such a high action mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. But like the contrast between everybody's like black and white areas mm-hmm. just reads so well that like mm-hmm. there's so much going on yet it's still very legible clear yeah 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 i think which is the hardest part of a black and white manga oh yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) speaking from experience (laughs) i think uh luffy really helps to to frame the action really well with just like his leg and the direction and the diagonals going on he he leads the eye (laughs) just as he leads the crew (gasps) (gasps) the true captain And, and my heart <laughs> uh, how about some X marks? Sure. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do have another note that I mm-hmm. wanted to bring up before, and I totally forgot about. Um, yeah. But it's one I'm not a hundred percent informed on. I'm kind of hoping you are more so than me. Um. I remember reading that the the big twist, like Oda knew this was going to happen, but he didn't have in mind who it was going to be yet, right? I think he invented so many Galila people so that he would have options of who to use. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. The man is, he is such a madman that he did not, he knew what the twist was going to be, but not the exact pieces in the puzzle yet. <laughs> and, and he decided on it as he was I going. have to imagine he knew at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is the man who has a bird on his shoulder. Right. The, <laughs> yeah, he, he made a bunch of puzzle pieces and then and then drew on them to decide where they fit together. <laughs> As I was reading when um, Bueno was introduced, I remember mm-hmm. thinking to myself, this was probably where he started to decide who yeah. was going to be the traitors. Because he was the only one that's not a Galley Law member. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was like, I, I don't... But in a very yeah. good position to gather information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was also the one who was like, well, I've heard rumors about these CP9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready for X marks? Yep. Oh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one, I'm very glad because Theo already pointed it out. <laughs> oh. Frankie mentioned that awkward age when you hurt everything you touch. <laughs> oh. Huh. Mm. Mm. We've all been there. Uh, coup de vent. Tom. What was that one? Tom. Tom. A bear man. (laughs) Mm. Oh no. Moonwalk, Tempest Kick, and Iron Body, which don't appear to be related to Devil Fruits. Yeah. Yeah. The anime techniques. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do anime powers. Or can you? I mean, Mantra mantra exists. That's Mm -hmm. true. The Ohara incident. Of course. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, and it would have been better to burn the blueprints. 
Oh, are the demons of Ohara an X mark? Because I'm yeah, curious just everything about that. related to Ohara. Okay, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Robin seemed very upset when they were mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Do you have a star chart for us? I sure do. Uh, we've got oh, a lovely horoscope to read this week of one of our many One Piece characters, and I'm thinking, who could use some advice right now? I'm thinking <laughs> Mr. Iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Notice how I always seem to like reading horoscopes for people who were just recently shot. <laughs> <laughs> they could use advice. In dire straits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Iceberg with a canonical birthday of January 3rd, making him one of our Capricorns of this of Yay. this series. So, Mr. Iceberg, here's what the stars have to say about you this week. <clears throat> Bring your flighty nature back down to Earth today. It's important for others to have their say. Don't interrupt when they're talking. Keep your mouth <laughs> shut and your ears open. Reality will pay you back today for whatever seeds you have sown, favorable or not. Oh! This is, this is a good Ooh, time boy. to take a walk in the woods and reconnect with the Earth. Oh, man. <laughs> More like return to the Earth. Oh, man, that's rough. No woods around, buddy. You're on an island, Venice. Good luck. <laughs> well, it's it's really, really funny, but also it's not funny <laughs> at the same time. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes into the show every week and who have listened through our first year of piecemeal. Yeah. Woo! Because, again, this will be our last recording for this year, and we'll be back a couple weeks into January. We, we hope you had a good and lovely, cozy holiday and new year. Yeah. yeah. I have a Twitter message that we received that I've decided to read at the end here. Aw, yay. Uh, this comes to us from Booty Stank. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone... Yeah. This, this really is our SBS now. <laughs> Hell yeah, Booty Stank. And, Booty Stank mm-hmm. writes, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely in love with this podcast. Aww. It brings me joy every week to listen to three to four One Piece virgins go on the epic <laughs> journey that is One Piece. <laughs> I absolutely can't get enough of the crew and only wish that y'all had a Discord. I would love to chat with y'all on Aww. a lot of stuff. We have excellent uh, news for you. <laughs> and Booty Stank <laughs> ends with a very cryptic message. Oh. Booty Stank says, I'll be waiting for you all in Wano. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think next year I will start a piecemeal Discord. Ah, were we were we not just using the Destructo Discourse one for it? We have been, yeah. but I think we are getting enough emails and Twitter messages now that we can create its own space. We, we, we built a we built a den into the uh, a sunroom in the house of Destructo mm-hmm. Discourse, but it's time mm-hmm. for. For One Piece to 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 spread its wings and fly, it's time to get a new right. ship. Yeah, I think that's a good way to start the new year. Also, oh, yeah. Uh, but for now, Matt, yeah. where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Ah, oh, well, if you like, you can find me over on uh, Twitter.com or Twitch.tv under the username Define Prog. That's D E F I N E P R O G. Where in which I'll be doing my zombie B-tuber thing. Jason. Hey, uh, you can find me on twitch.tv as jcavs. J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. I usually stream in the evenings and usually in the middle of the week when I have the time. Um, but, you know, if you follow and hit the notification, whatever, you just know whenever I go live. And 
Also, Jcavs takes you to any and all social medias, you know, Twitter, Tumblr, Insta. Well, I don't really use Tumblr anymore, but you know what I mean. Laura? Amazing. I'm in awe. Such a talented soul. Magnificent. Oh, Can't wait for your new YouTube series teaching how to do that. I should actually, but uh, I go by Haha I'm Laura on Twitter, Instagram, Newgrounds, Patreon, and Twitch. I am an animator. I make art. Uh, give me money on Patreon if you dare. <laughs> See, Laura, what you gotta do? You, <laughs> you gotta teach us that technique, but but lock it behind that Patreon paywall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I would do that for probably like. If you dare. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair uh, price. Melissa? Hi. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch as Christia, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A, where I, uh, on Twitch I stream games and sometimes art and have cameras set up so you can look at my puppy <laughs> and also my non-puppy dog and non-kitten cat. <laughs> They're both vital. Who uh, guessed it a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, oh, I am Scythe P S Y T H E on Archive of Our Own. I write fan fiction very rarely. Shema, hey, so um, you can find me on like pretty much every social media as Shashi Stars. That's S H A S H E S T A R. Except for Twitch.tv, which is weird because I put it as Chama Draws. So that's C-H-A-M-A-H-D-R-A-W-S. Um, I'm streaming only art for right now. I'm trying to find a groove. I just started. So say hi if you see me online. Mm-hmm. Yay. Cool. I follow. She's really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and Theo. I don't do much online, uh, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. Uh, I perform there on Thursdays, uh, and the theater has shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter, at MealPeace, and uh, pretty soon I'll pin a invitation to join our new Discord once I have it all set up next year, so look out for that. But in the meantime, you can send DMs to that Twitter account, or you can send emails to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or concerns, or if you think of any X marks that I may have missed. Mm. But for now, I will say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and who the fuck is Nico Robert? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were close to answers. And Beautiful. <laughs> 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 <laughs>